1: It's Wednesday, August 1st, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. Over there is Mark Jackson. Hey, everybody. In the corner. He's, he's our fact check. He's fact-checking today. Uh, <laughs> on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, back in black, Tyler Huckabee.
0: Hey
2: guys! <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, really, really
1: rock and roll. <laughs>
2: hey guys, horrible. Give it another one. And, uh, it another all the
1: way one. from the, Let's see. It's like where in the world is Andy F. Downs? Uh, Indianapolis, right. Indiana. Sure. This week, author, right. speaker, podcaster. Annie F. Downs.
3: Good morning, gents. I'm so glad to see y'all. All of y'all wore black except me. I didn't get the memo. You guys are all twinsies.
1: Why? Why oh, yeah. are you in Indianapolis?
3: Uh, I'm speaking at an event tonight. This microphone—I told Jesse this microphone has just traveled the world with me this spring. <laughs>
1: you need to do like those old timey uh, suitcases and put like stickers from all the destinations on the microphone. <gasps> yeah.
3: Oh my gosh, I should. We'll do that for fall 2018. We'll do that.
2: So, have, do, are, do you take the opportunity to go explore the city, or are you just th- hanging in the hotel room and then speaking it out? You got—you want nothing to do with actual Indianapolis. Yeah, are
0: you—are you really seeing the sights of scenic Indianapolis? Right? <laughs> have you built time into
3: Yeah, it's been great. We make a real point in every city we go to. My assistant Eliza and I, we make a point to eat at one local restaurant. So that's about because we aren't ever anywhere for a real long time. But we make a point to eat one place local, and so we are doing that today. Waffle so House. that's that's kind of our get-out. Doing,
2: doing a little a little a little Tex-Mex place called Moe's right in town. Anyway, we had a Jimmy John's yeah. in Cincinnati <laughs> and a Jersey Mike's, weirdly. And Pennsylvania. so I mean, just, voila. A uh, local color, you know, <laughs> Right. grab a New York, grab a New York slice from California piece of kitchen when you're in the big, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it really is sad. Honestly, like you go to like uh,
1: third Avenue promenade in Santa Monica and it's just the gap and everything. Now it's just, just the mall chains, and you go to yeah. like all the places yeah. that were like local. It's just, Oh, it's cool. And there's people here and now the chains move in and every city yeah. is literally yeah. the exact same now. Oh, well.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man this this got this got really sad bleak really, really quickly I <laughs> yeah,
3: really Jesse we actually have a we like do a thing we call it tour to taste buds and we like score every restaurant we go to across the country Do you have a
2: blog of this? Do you publish these scores or are these just for personal journal? On story so oh. yes okay. but
3: no I mean okay. they, we score yeah. we public we publicized the scores for 24 hours. Did you ever
2: publicly shame a restaurant? <laughs> that's terrible. Uh,
3: only one. We Where? did do one. Really? We were one that was oh, like. Let's Let's let yeah. That w- I will re- leave the city and state un unidentified. But we went to a breakfast place for breakfast burritos, and it was. Seriously, like something a college dude would have made if given two eggs and a tortilla. I mean, it was so gross. Hey, that sounds <laughs> delicious. When awful. I was
0: in college, I hit some home run. I hit some home runs with eggs and bread. I was going to
2: say you're talking to a couple of former college dudes, and and I can't speak for the other guys, but I don't know that my culinary <laughs> skills have really evolved since my college dude days. And two eggs, in, that two fancy. eggs in a tortilla. I yeah. honestly don't know how you mess that up. Well, like, yeah, I, <laughs> that's the
3: problem, Jesse, is that you think that's the high top of a breakfast. Is burrito.
4: <laughs>
3: and it's not.
2: It's got the essentials. It, listen, I mean, I this sounds I, I mean, I don't I don't really care. But you know where I think like we could go to the fanciest brunch place in town, my family and I, you know, we you know, a place that has like a 2-hour wait mm-hmm. every Saturday morning or whatever. And I, or you could say, Hey, you could go get a breakfast sandwich from Wawa. And I'd be like, dude, that breakfast sandwich from Wawa is on
3: point. (laughs) It is ridiculously (laughs)
1: good. When Jesse, uh, we didn't have Wawas here in Florida. And
3: yeah, we don't have them in
1: Tennessee. We got the signs all over Wawas are coming in a couple years ago. And he was telling me, dude, I was like, "These gas stations," and he's like, "Game changer, dude! They're amazing." And I was like, "What's so great about them? They're just gas stations." He's like, "The food, the food is way. I'm like, "Jesse, I'm not going to eat at a gas station." He's like, "No, no, no! <laughs> it's like a restaurant in a gas station. Is so it's a good.
2: restaurant that sells gas. Is what it <laughs> is. It's not a gas station that has food. It is a, it is a high tech restaurant. You order it all on the iPad. You do your custom thing. They give you a number. Whole deal." And they happen to sell gas. It's not the other way around. Okay. Let's just.
1: Yeah. I like Wawa just, because they have free air and uh, vacuums. That's what. That's why I go to Wawa. That's true. Really? That mm-hmm. is
2: true.
3: We don't have them. I saw them for the, fr- I literally saw them for the first time last week in New Jersey. And I thought, this is the place yeah. Jesse talks about sometimes. <laughs> I think he has
2: stock. You should <laughs> add it to add it to your rankings there. And, you know, bail on whatever yeah, lame. Yeah, there we go. We'll
3: add it to the Tour to Taste Buds. Yeah,
2: whatever lame, you know, avocado toast, place you were going to go to in indianapolis and go straight for the wawa that's where
3: man this morning hold on i'm gonna sh- this morning Ooh. here at this hotel we had cheese where are you pudding. staying i mean who does that, that, that looks, i know it's called Ironworks. works that it's that looks so delightful. bougie i'm so into oh no that it. looks
0: really really <laughs> great now i'm getting hungry
3: right so forget you Wawa. I can, I'm gonna have cheese. Give me, give me, give me two
2: awesome. Eggos and uh, you know, a glass of chocolate milk, and I'm set. That's all I want. I'm a low maintenance. I'm a low maintenance breakfast person. I'm i a live low live for breakfast. I live person.
0: for a good breakfast sandwich. I'm like yeah. a connoisseur of a fine breakfast sandwich. I'm good. I'm great at. Ma- I don't like to brag. I'm amazing at making them. <laughs> and, but I also, but I get, but if I'm going to your breakfast place, I'm getting your breakfast sandwich. It's not yeah. like as goes the breakfast sandwich. So goes the restaurant.
3: Huckabee, what's the best one in Nashville? What have you found?
0: Oh, there's a there's a, Nashville's got a pretty good selection. I think uh, the Nashville Biscuit House, that little like uh, kind of diner spot out here on Gallatin on the east side I is really solid. Say
3: east Nashville. Uh, well, it's so got predictable. the best
2: food, Annie.
3: <laughs> it, OK, we were.
2: C- Cameron and I were in Austin. I think it was the year before it, last year or something and we had an extra day and i think we texted shauna to see if shauna could give us like a brunch record because shauna that's, that's knows city right. right. yeah, you, you exactly go to right. you text shauna nequist for a restaurant recommendation that's just what yeah. you do when you travel yeah for sure yeah, yeah and, and, and so she sent us one this brunch place in austin and look it was it was as you'd expect like a fancy brunch place to be it was like, a shauna nequist restaurant it was a whole thing, though. Yeah. Here's the thing: it was it's a awesome. whole thing. Like, it I, was, I want if it I, I go, here's a, here's how you know if you had a good breakfast place, like a like a old grimy diner, greasy spoon, is that there are very few words on the menu. You just point, like there's no reading involved. I point to the picture of the eggs with bacon, and the you know th- these are like French breakfast entrees with fancy drinks and like you know wait- waiters who are dressed in theme. Like I don't I don't need that i just give me give me the the i want something that was made in a skillet that made you know 50 other breakfasts that morning and, and <laughs> hasn't been washed like and they just cooked the grease right in that's a stick to your bones breakfast that you know that's no, true when you're that's how you start when that's how you start a day west, off. you need a
1: stick to your bones breakfast the uh, okay up.
3: cameron speaking of we need to talk about your your new your new breakfasting you're eating you have so much water on the table yeah. and no <laughs> diet cokes which makes me feel uncomfortable well,
1: it's officially august and the listeners of the last few months know August 24th, I have to run this race with World Vision. Wait,
3: are you back on? I thought you hurt your foot.
1: I did. I stress fractured my foot and couldn't train for six weeks. So on August 24th, there's a 200 mile relay race uh, from Mount Hood to the coast near Portland called oh Hood my to Coast. Gosh. And I'm on a team with World Vision, and we're trying to raise money for clean water in South Sudan. And I'm going to tell everybody the URL next week, so you can please donate because this is this is the most horrific, hellish thing I've ever been through. I am a non-runner. There was a three-month training window to kind of get ready for the race. I trained for ten days, had a stress fracture, couldn't walk pain-free for six weeks. By the way,
2: you could have just. You could have gotten out of it with that. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Hey,
3: that's I totally hey, thought you got out <laughs> of it. Yeah. That's all we talking about. It's about,
1: about it. the people of South Sudan who get clean water. You
2: still could have said, hey man, I would have loved to do it. But uh, hey, donate anyway. I don't have to run now. <laughs> I'm terrified. Oh my gosh. I am we could in have the gym. I'm in
1: the gym every day. I'm on two-a-days right now. I am trying oh, to catch up for a, a month and a half of nothing. And I am yeah. I was already 25 pounds over what I needed to be. I mean, it was like this is like I'm going shock and awe style here. Ugh. I'm trying to do this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. How I'm going to do it. I have to run 20 miles of the 200, and I, I I don't. I I'm just drinking a lot of water. I mean, do
0: you have a, do you have a guess for your time? Do you have any idea what you're going to like? Are you I'm trying on, to I hit mean, something? I listen.
1: Hey, I'll be transparent. I'm. A, I am a non-runner. I've never run in my life. I played yeah. other sports, yeah. but I'm not a runner. I'm, it's boring. Like I just don't like it. It's boring. What yeah. do you do for half an hour? What are you supposed to do? Listen to podcasts? That's stupid. All right. So,
3: <laughs> brought to you by the relevant podcast, currently yeah. in the air of thousands you, of joggers. There's
2: no dumber population on this planet than people who regularly listen to long form. <laughs> They're suckers. They're suckers. Yeah. Suckers. suckers. They're it's suckers. Right. We so I'm so just talked about breakfast for five minutes. Who, who is wasting the valuable, fleeting moments of their life listening to this? The worst. So I'm
1: bored. Running. <laughs> I don't like it I'm out of shape so it's painful it's like awful I really really hate it and if y'all don't give me money for South Sudan I'm going to be very angry so I'm going to yeah. hit everybody up next week starting next week but that's, that's all the water I've had to like catch up I lost six weeks of training so I'm just trying to get really serious about it and and then like literally
2: a week and a half I've lost nine pounds so, here's, so the, here's the plan. Whoa, I'm going to go ahead and take care yeah. of hydration right now. I'm going to hydrate now so I don't have to worry about it as the run gets closer. I'm going <laughs> to allow <right>. my body <laughs> to Drink retain water <laughs> so that in the weeks leading up, I can live a normal life.
3: Are you eating way. different too, Cameron?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, listen, I'm trying to...
1: I you went, are so I went to,
3: all or nothing, bud. I went, to my doctor. All or nothing.
1: I went to my doctor a week ago last Friday, told, told him, I said, in five weeks, I have this race. I can't do it. I'm t- here's my training regimen. He did EKG, blood work, whatever, and he gave me like supplements to like be aggressive to like lose weight Cameron's and like get in shape. Steroids. So I had to yeah. do like I had to
2: like you know I'm medically were, supervised right now. Yeah, they they were concerned after the results of the blood test with the diet coke thing. His blood was <laughs> carbonated. It was like when they put when they put the needle in to draw blood. It like Cameron's skin really well. Like yes. <laughs> 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 no, dude, actually, uh, the
1: one thing I came back clean bill of health. Except I've always had really low bl- blood pressure, and he came; uh, it was really high. And, he, and And he said, "Are you Are you stressed <laughs> right now?" And I'm like thinking, yeah. going through a home renovation, lots of changes that relevant, trying to train for this race, single dad. Yeah, I'm stressed. So yeah, uh, he's helping right. me get my blood pressure down, and I have to go back every week. He's monitoring me. I'm a, I'm training so aggressively that I go back every Friday, and he he runs tests on. See, me. there's
2: two. There's two types as anyone who's watched Rocky 4 knows. There are two types of training. Uh, and Cameron somehow has, has mashed them two together. You can go pure science, like Ivan Drago. You guys remember right. that, that montage where right. Ivan Drago is like hooked up to machine, like the most high tech machines the Soviet Union has to offer <laughs> to beat Rocky. You know, he's like got powered. like <laughs> Ivan Drago's like on a treadmill, like hooked up to all these wires where like six guys with clipboards are just constantly making notes on things. Then you have Rocky. You know what Rocky's training was? he isolated himself in a cabin and just pushed around a wheelbarrow full of rocks for a month and that's how he got ready for the super fight Cameron is somehow combined both of these right, taking right. The, the primal intensity and singular focus of Rocky yeah. and, and plugged it in with the greatest sports science that the world has ever seen oh since the gosh. fall of the USSR oh it is a fantastic just experiment
1: just that's just happening right nailed now it. I'm all or nothing in life You're Like all this all or nothing is it. I, and, but I couldn't do this for very long. It's a sort of, att- I don't have ADD, but it's like a short attention span thing. I'm going to do this all in, give it my best shot, for accomplish month. whatever I accomplish, yeah. and then I will never do it again. I will move yeah, on to the next thing. Yeah, that's
3: what I like about you. You're all or nothing, but it's high intensity all. It's every time. I it's try. all, all. Yeah, that's yeah. that's
0: the seven. That's what the I, enneagram seven. And Cameron going all yeah. in on something for my wife's the same way. Yeah, that's Goes true. true. On like that's three true. Weeks, that is like
3: me too, Cam. Three yeah, weeks becomes a
0: masters. Masters of the art. right now. It's boxing right. because like like oh. could go could like go into the ring like one punch any anybody uh, anybody in this town. And then yeah. Yeah. week four, it's like eh, that was that was nice. It was boring. I'm bored now.
2: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the elephant in the room right now. I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room right now, The what we're all saying, we're not saying, Cameron, if, if you like, let's say this stress fra- fracture flares up or your body has a, a, a bad reaction to all this natural liquid in the form of water, <laughs> like, no, no, you know, either of those could happen. Right. What are you going to do to cheat? Because at this point you're in oh, no. and you can't give up. <laughs> and are we thinking cool roller shoes? Is there a way that you can sneak off the trail? I, I, there's gotta be. There's gotta be a way that just in case you're doing this for the South people of South Sudan. So you know, look if you you know there's a there's an adage in pro sports if you ain't cheating you ain't trying. I think <gasps> That's what we they need to coach you sports? up on some. Yeah, New England. Patriots. I think we need to coach you up on some cheating <laughs> if methods. You if, cheating, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying.
3: I've been so deceived. How do you
2: feel about Healy's? <laughs> Healy's, because Heelys. from what I understand, from what I understand, <laughs> and we may have mentioned this before, it's from Mount Hood down to the coast. Yeah. So I'm not a, a you know a, a geologist, but in my <laughs> mind, that's a hundred percent down there.
4: Yeah,
1: you
2: know? that's it. That's How that's all can downhill. you? How can you leverage that for your advantage? You uh, know, is right. how close is this van following you? I don't know. Run? I've never done for. I don't know. I know that
1: we'll, you know, I'll basically run for like an hour and then have like eight hours off kind of a
2: thing and then, or six mm-hmm. or something like that and then run for an hour, you know, <laughs> have jump you in guys game. ever seen the, those skates that go on your knees, your feet and your hands? Yeah. And you get on yeah. All yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you use your body <laughs> as like on, a bobsled yeah. down a hill. Cameron, how cool would that be? It's like you had, you know, like a Camelback. You're like, guys, it's really full of Gatorade. No one looking there. It's just Gatorade. Don't worry about it. I just got to stay hydrated. And you had those and you are on all fours just blasting down Mount yes. Hill for like 45 minutes. That would be awesome. I mean,
1: we started at 6,000 feet elevation. Uh, I have a feeling oh my if, if my college rollerblading experience taught me anything... Me, no, th- wheels and hills don't go
2: well. No, listen, you're right. on. You no, here's the thing. Yeah. Like it's a are you referring to, a,
0: are you referring to yeah, white up to up of
2: before, before you go into it, Cameron, let me remind you, the, the technology has evolved. You're on all fours. You're much more
3: stable. <laughs> 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 yeah. Tyler and I come with the same question here, well, there's a Well, there's,
1: there's a hill in downtown Tulsa. There's a riverfront park that people would, you know, run and bike and rollerblade down. And then it culminates or it ends down in downtown Tulsa, and right there there's like this big hill, and so then you kind of like I don't know I got bold in, in college this one time it's like I'm gonna rollerblade down that hill that looks epic, and of course wobble 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 lost lost control fall backwards and scrape my back and thighs all the way down the hill on the okay, asphalt. Okay, it was, it was oh, time out, Cameron. Gosh, Imagine awful. if you had
2: wheels. <laughs> Attached to your ass <laughs> at that point. And a the spectacular, <laughs> painful fall goes into a sweet speed roll, as what they call it. You <laughs> so just fall backwards that's off the awesome. wall. Yeah. I think you just need to, what you need to do is, Cameron, we have the time, <laughs> we have the time to make you a custom wheel suit. I'm talking <laughs> your whole body cover. Wheel. Wheel so, wheel literally, like, <laughs> you're, leisure, like you're leisurely laying <laughs> there.
1: You leisurely lay, lay down. Way, for any way three, you
3: want and you're going to roll.
2: Exactly. However
1: you want to get comfortable. I'm envisioning of those leotards that the video game companies make you wear with the balls all yeah, over yeah, them, with but the instead balls, of but balls, balls, wheels. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly it's, it's what I was wheels, too. But we, we have to make wheels. sure that they're like the they're spinny wheels, wheels like at the bottom of an office chair. So mm-hmm. no matter what angle, so you can go
3: any
2: direction. They're omni-directional, they're omnidirectional
1: wheels. wheels. So you're wow.
2: covered. How do you know that word? Or like shopping cart wheels before. <laughs> 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 I are okay. going about this all wrong. Okay,
0: I think I think I think okay, I just was looking hard on this. The other thing too, is
2: here's the thing. I think we need to consult the rule book because if it's not explicitly (laughs) illegal, it says you cannot fabricate a wheel suit made of an old surfing wetsuit and and, broke down pairs of wheels from from, from from 45 shopping shopping carts. If it's not in the rules, Cameron, you show up to the event and just act like, what? You wear your guys' wheel suits. And you just wear it confidently the whole time. And they're like, Cameron's like, all right, it's my turn. See you guys. And he just puts his hands behind his head, lays down, and just rolls. Like he basically, Cameron could take a nap during his turn and just let the wheels yeah. do the work. Uh, well,
3: Cameron, listen, I'm such a, I'm such a fan of you. B, I want you to do whatever it takes to be healthy and fit in your medium shirts in a way that you feel happy about. But I am standing by that I do not like this race and I am still concerned about your health in that way. I'm, I'm just, just
2: saying you might want to have an ace up the sleeve <laughs> in the form of the wheel, suit. wheel suit. That's all I'm saying. It's a backup. Oh, I as just a backup. I, Yeah, I'm scared of all of it.
3: This could
0: be. This could be done a lot easier. Just like one giant, but ball, like balloon boy, it like just a giant inflatable. Oh, sure. like it could just pop out of your. It could be in your wrist. Pops out, and then you just go, and then you just roll down the hill. <laughs> when they
2: let Cameron out of the van. And yeah, instead of starting running, he takes a, a weird device out of his backpack and just starts blowing up a giant ball that he then gets into and rolls down the hill without consulting his team at all. Like, he just rolls out of sight. And like, well, I mean, no, that you can just run happen. in those. Yeah. So
1: I'm technically running. I'm just running like a hamster wheel, you know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, what if you were running in a hamster wheel? <laughs> That'd be so funny! Just pop out a hamster wheel.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Why don't they have those? Why hasn't anyone invented? I mean, maybe they do, but why isn't there a hamster wheel for downhill? Hey, running?
3: PS, we're all in Chicago this weekend. De- de- really? De- de- oh yeah, yes. that's
2: right. Annie's going to be there.
1: Are you there? On what are you doing in Chicago? I'm
3: preaching at Willow Creek. I know. So Willow maybe Crete. we can maybe I've we should eat a meal yeah.
1: no, Saturday, we're, we're Saturday, we're, we're, we're Saturday night for right? a recommendation.
3: Yeah. Let's do awesome! That. Congratulations! No, let's just let's just take it on the road, you guys. The relevant podcast microphones hey, going to I Chicago. Will find,
2: I will find the breakfast place. Deal.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Deal.
2: We show up at a Wawa. I give you guys GPS directions. You at a Wawa. Yeah,
3: don't tell me where I'm going. Just give me the address, and I'll get in the Uber. And then as soon as we get close to a Wawa, I'll go uh, drop me off here. I know this is what he meant. You
2: are
1: you, uh, you going to be staying at a bougie hotel?
3: I don't know. No, I'm sure. I hope. I mean, I always love a. Do you Fuji always hotel. stay in like, bougie currently. Hotels? No, 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 no. It's usually always like we we try to stay in like just wherever people can put us a a- up. Annie's, has a, Annie's nice a, a,
2: La, a La Quinta and Gold member. <laughs> <laughs> stay at any, any non-renovated La Quinta Inn. She can get a really good deal. The one thing, the uh, one thing right. I, I when
1: I travel, I Annie, I, I try to cash in miles and splurge and and yeah, like yeah, the yeah. nicer. I try to. It'd be very, you know, mindful of how much I'm actually spending cash. But like, yes. you know, like if I can upgrade and stuff, I definitely do that. <laughs> but oh yeah, anyway.
3: it's way fun. We, but there's also times where people will pick hotels for us because they will say, "Oh my gosh, Annie is Annie loves fun things. Annie loves funny things. We'll put her in this hotel because it's hilarious, or we'll put her in this hotel because it's different." And usually, I'm like, "This sounds e- awful, <laughs> like a novelty hotel, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah.
2: sleeping in like a medieval castle."
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. People are like, "Oh, I see her on Insta Story. She's so fun. She'll love staying in this medieval castle that's very cold and doesn't use towels." If
2: anyone, if anyone wants to invite me to an event for any reason, I will agree to go if I get to stay at your your town's coolest novelty hotel. I would love that. (laughs) I would love a good night in a novelty hotel.
1: That's not true. You want when you're traveling, you need a restful night's sleep. You need comfort. You need to not be. Like, and
3: I need to feel safe. That's a that's right. a thing because my assistant and I have separate hotel rooms and I need to feel like I'm not worried about what's happening to her. I'm not worried about what's happening to me. We can just sleep in a nice, normal place. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if the place I want, has. I want
2: an element of adventure. <laughs> I want to know that any moment the door could be kicked in. And oh, I don't know what's. what's that store. did
3: happen a couple of weeks ago where they gave someone my hotel room after I was already in here. And they, and someone else, I'm like, I hear someone at the door. I wonder what's happening. And then the door just opens because they had given someone else a key that worked on my room.
2: Wow. <laughs> I was
3: like, um.
2: Oh man, I'm that could have gone wrong. Here. Really fast. And the dude was like,
3: Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they said in this 804 or whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, but I, it, I'm here. <laughs> You need to go. So well, you,
1: uh, you and your assistant stay in separate rooms. We, that's different. Yeah. How the relevant crew travels. When we go anywhere, and Jesse and, and Tyler will attest, we cram about six deep in one
2: room. I've on slept on, f- on
0: the floor. multiple, multiple many
3: times. times. Well, this <laughs> is gonna work great for me when you take me on a trip because I will get my own room. You guys won't <laughs> share with well, me.
2: Well, so. here's the thing. And most of the time, you know, we're we're it's a gray area with the hotel. Terms and conditions. So just to save time, we smuggle one person in in a suitcase. They have to contort oh, their body. That gets to be me. Okay. They get to contort their body, and we wheel them to the <laughs> lobby. You know, in a in a, in a suitcase.
1: But see, you know, one one room of three of us at a really nice hotel, or two cheap rooms that's inconvenient, way out in the middle of nowhere. It's like let's just I don't know cram in. And I sleep on the rollaway. So.
3: Servant you leader.
1: Know,
0: I know everybody here is Servant sort of a, a hotel aficionado, and, and I like a good hotel too. Does anybody else get the feeling sometimes that the bougier, like the cooler the hotel, like you walk in, really cool hotel, they got like artisan coffee downstairs the, at the bar, they're making like drinks inside a monkey head or something like <laughs> yeah. that. You're like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is super cool. And then, but the the bougier the hotel, the smaller the, rooms, the room, they just yeah. cream yeah. in there like yeah, you're, you're a right. goldfish. Like, you, know you're what right.
2: it's, it's like, you know what I say? Because I look, man, I want an adventure at a hotel, and I say, I want to, I want to stay in your most haunted room, and I want to know every murder that took place on <laughs> the premises. So let's get started. We have a great show
1: in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to—I don't know—you might have heard of him, Ethan Hawke. Ethan mm. Hawke is joining us. No big deal. Uh, no big deal. Fam- famous not, actor. Uh, He's—we he's, did a feature with him in the current issue of Relevant, and uh, there's a lot more to the conversation, and we bring that for you today. So stay tuned for that. Uh, But moving the show along, it is time for our look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for In
4: Case You Missed
1: It. Hey, in case you missed it, this week NFL star Odell Beckham Jr. was baptized in Israel in the Jordan River. The New York Giants wide receiver recently visited the Holy Land and shared several images of his trip on Instagram, including one of him getting baptized. And then in the post, he wrote, Fresh start. I'm forgiven. He also wrote, mm-hmm. I couldn't have asked for anything more. God, I can't thank you enough for this one. My journey is just beginning. Last year, um, last year Beckham's season was cut short after a severe leg injury forced him to have surgery. Off the field, uh, he also faced several legal issues and lawsuits. Um, he's denied any criminal allegations. But obviously, you know he's had a tough year. <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in the post, after he returned to the Giants training camp, he wrote, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow death, I will fear... No evil. There you go, Odell Beckham, Beckham Jr. Everybody,
3: he's one. Of I those. love that story.
2: Yeah, and I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Odell. He, I, I mean, I did. wasn't an auction. This is a little inside baseball. Well, inside fantasy football, be, <laughs> exactly. But I, I, I spent like my entire budget in my, an auction draft, well, almost uh, on Odell Beckham. I'm a big fan of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I was talking to someone on the staff.
1: I don't who's know not what any fan. of that
3: means. That you spent your entire what? my budget in my
2: auction fantasy draft. So you get a finite amount of money, just
1: like a real team. When you're building a real team, you have a salary cap. Uh, You get that amount of money. And then the different players, just like the real players, are worth more or less based on their performance. So the superstars... Take a ton of yeah. your budget. So, so two- if you
3: spent all your money on him, you have to have other guys on the field.
2: No, uh, figuratively, like I didn't spend, I, said, I spent the most on one player. Got I it. spent like a third of my budget just on him. Go okay. big fan. Now, but, I understand. Um, Sorry,
3: continue with your story. I, I was just telling needed- someone
2: on staff, I was like, hey, we're, we're doing this thing about Odell Beckham Jr. And she was like, I have no idea who that is. And she Googled him. She was like, okay, he does have really cool hair. He does have I, cool He's arguably the most fashionable guy, not just in the NFL. He might be the most fashionable. He might beat NBA players. Odell, wow. Uh, uh, Odell Beckham. That's a big statement. For, for fashion. Wow.
3: Yeah, that's a huge statement. He, I, I mean, I feel like that's a... He is very hey, cool, but I feel like you're, you're throwing you're throwing down a gauntlet that's very severe. Who,
2: okay, let me ask you this: Who is more fashionable in in, in any sport, any current athlete, than Odo Beckham Jr. right now?
3: Well, I mean, there's a lot. I know you don't even acknowledge this as a sport, but there are a lot of Premier League soccer players that are super trendy.
1: Yeah, they're all European and stylish. LeBron I mean, yeah. LeBron
0: never leaves the house without looking dressed for the ages. <laughs> That that dude That's that dude. if you're talking fast
1: forward NBA guys, James Harden would be Russell right Westbrook. there. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Well, he he maybe crosses the line to tacky quite a bit, but yeah, you know, there's a well, lot of really stylish NBA guys. He's
3: adventurous. It's different. Cameron. He's adventurous. Uh, Odell oh, no, Beckham <laughs> will wear a a, a
2: a short suit like a, a suit with short right. pants, like you know, brand new, you know, Yeezys and like a Supreme backpack all at once. He's just combining them all. You know, he doesn't need. Elaine, he he just jams them all. I I think I I stand by it. Most fashionable Jessie, man is you If wow. I bought you and I don't, if I bought soccer. you a short suit, would you wear it to the next Christmas party? If, if you bought pay me pay. a short suit, <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely! I've thought oh, about converting day. one of mine. I've thought about converting a suit, just <laughs> cutting off the legs. That's not how
4: this works.
2: <laughs> I mean, people wouldn't know if I convert if I went to a tailor with just like a, like an H and M suit. You know, it was yeah. like, hey man, just cut it off at of the knees. And you know, he would probably laugh, but he'd probably do it. It'd be and like no 10 one marks. would know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Jesse, for the last five Christmas parties, has worn the exact same H&M blazer because it's
2: It's the only one he has and he only wears it then.
0: It's a sharp blazer though. It's a
2: good looking blazer. And why am I going to go by, (laughs) I only wear blazers at an occasional wedding, an occasional wedding, and uh, Christmas parties. And like when Christmas party season comes, I just bust it out and I don't care. And I, I literally don't care. But Here's, you know, the first time I saw... I think it was Pharrell was the first time I saw the short suit. Like, you know, yeah. he, he's, he's always been a little bit ahead of the curve. And I was thinking... That's so brilliant. Because the, the the big thing about a suit, it's always hot. You're always sweating in a suit. It's it, super it's uncomfortable. For you wear the wedding, same summer wedding, you're outside. Yeah, because you you're like you doubling like three down. Layers down. Layers you got long on. sleeves
3: and a jacket on. We don't have to do that. And a jacket. Yeah. At least so your legs can
2: breathe. I think
1: it's
3: fantastic. <laughs> I think the
2: short <laughs> suit is a fantastic <laughs> innovation. I think it's
1: fantastic. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like short sleeve uh, blazers next? I mean, it's the same but concept. You, oh. Oh. Y'all never like seen a
3: real person in your life wearing a short suit, right? No, just just at like when I was a little kid at uh, the Espies.
1: Oh yeah, mom dressed us in that wedding, junk and, when we yeah, were like, little too. Yeah, yeah. I had a short suit.
3: Oh, that's different. That's adorable. When that's you're a little different. kid, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like you
1: look like, like, like a little <laughs> sailor. A, yeah, it's
0: like
2: a
3: little <laughs> sailor suit. It's adorable. Exactly.
2: No, uh, at the SB, you're, thinking, at you're thinking of like Angus Young from DC. He's been rocking short suits for like forty years. But at the
1: ESPYS this year, like half the athletes were all dressed up in short suits. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I'm talking about normal people in real lives, like. Tyler, you don't have like we aren't seeing friends at weddings in Nashville wearing short suits.
0: Get get ready now, Christmas party, relevant Christmas party this year, 2018. Watch me roll up in a sh- in a Let's suit with little shorts We're on. We're all gonna wear shorts. All Watch
3: every me. member of Mark the relevant podcast. Mark it down.
0: <laughs> get the camera get the cameras out live stream it on YouTube it's going to be a big is, oh I have the same, I have the same
2: I, like in my head every Nashville wedding like when you're like you know uh, every no one at a Nashville wedding will wear a short suit because in my mind every Nashville wedding people dress like Mumford and Sons because they're all like
4: every Nashville wedding <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah, every
2: <laughs> Nashville <laughs> wedding is like in a barn with Edison lights with people drinking out of mason jars and people and, and the wedding party look like they stepped out of a Mufford and Sons video. Is that not true? I've never mm-hmm. been to a wedding in no, Nashville, you're right. but, a but lot that's of, how I picture them. I've in been my to mind. one wedding in
1: Nashville and it was Mr. Tyler Huckabee's. Yeah. And that yeah. was not exactly, not exactly.
0: The, the case. <laughs> it was kind of the case. It's true. It's true. <laughs> at
4: the time, at the time, uh, at the time,
0: I had not yet really embraced the short suit idea. I admit, in retrospect, I <laughs> kind of wish I had. But, uh, but you know, it, it's. Right? I think that a that was a good. I think that the Mumford and Sons thing is true. But I think it only takes one <laughs> yeah. disruptor. Like me, that's to change right. The game. Because
2: here's the thing: if I'm at a wedding and there's a guy in a short suit there, I'm like, I would do whatever it takes to sit at that guy's table at the reception I because know you story. know he's having fun, you know he's cutting loose. The short suit guy is going to be the life of the party, you know. <laughs> hey, uh, in case you missed it, Facebook this week
1: uh, faced criticism for banning a famous painting of Jesus. A Belgian tourist board has posted an open letter to the company after they say the site took down several images of famous paintings claiming they violated the site's policy that prohibits nudity. The paintings are from a new exhibit in the country featuring the art of 17th century artist Peter Paul Rubens, whose works show uh, biblical scenes and cherubs and do, at times, show semi-nude figures. One of his most famous pieces, which was taken down by Facebook, is called The Descent from the Cross and shows Jesus wearing loincloth being taken down from the cross after the crucifixion. In their letter to Facebook, they wrote, even though we secretly have to laugh about it, your cultural censorship is making life difficult for us. Facebook officials have offered to meet with members of the board to discuss the policy. So it's not like they... Sometimes they'll like block something and then you dispute it. And they'll be like, oh, sorry, you just got caught in the algorithm. They're they're saying no to you know
2: nudity and 17th century it needs to be art. A full yeah. thing. Huh. Yeah, I kind of feel I sometimes like Facebook is just taking L's these days. You Facebook's know, like mm-hmm. oh, they yeah, need, no, literally they, they, to they took a yesterday. historic L last week when they you know lost yeah. 120 billion of value. They lost 20 percent of their value in a day. Yeah. You know, but the, I feel I almost have like. Empathy for Facebook content moderators, right? Because like every time you hear about it, it's not because they let something on the site that's awful. It's just because they're playing it too conservative, you know, like mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's better to be safe than sorry. I'm going to play. In this case, I don't think rena- I don't think there's that many people that are scandalized by Renaissance right. art. But, you know, at the same time, they are trying, you know, you can kind of picture the case that they're making to themselves in their mind. Well, you know, it's a picture of Jesus almost nude. Maybe some people will be offended by that. I get that, but it just seems like... One thing after another for Facebook. It's, it's, they are not doing I mean, themselves no, any favors. I mean, little inside baseball. Yeah. I mean, 16 we, we, you know, Facebook for a couple
1: of years has really been bad to content publishers. I mean, a big part of our growth yeah. over 2013, 14, 15 was our readers posting or sharing an article to, on their wall and then their friends coming reading it. And like yeah. that, that was a big part of our growth. And then they cut the legs out from under publishers and they've been just like tinkering with all these like, algorithms and things and, and people can't use the site they want it. And, and frankly, I can't remember the last time I was on Facebook and I didn't realize that until I was at church on Sunday. And during announcements, uh, the guy goes, you know, uh, and stay connected with us. You know, uh, the easiest way to stay connected with the church through the week is social media. Here's, and then on the screen, he goes, here's our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. He goes, I don't know if anybody's on Facebook anymore. Like, and when he said that, I realized like, I haven't been on Facebook in months. Like I, like, well, I don't know if anybody's using it. And then all of a sudden the news hits that they're 120 billion down in value. And I think it's because people just got sick of, you know, all the f- fake news and the people, your crazy uncle sharing stupid stuff. And like, you know, it's just like, I don't want to go on there anymore. And so, like, yeah, if people right. are just shifted over to Instagram and maybe some Twitter. But I mean, people are just yeah. kind of veering away. And like, the bottom will fall out on that company if they lose. You know,
3: people talk a lot like Twitter's dying too, but I actually really love Twitter. I think it's the great, my favorite way to communicate with people I don't know in real life. I I read Twitter all day, every day.
1: I I rarely post, but I'm on it all the time. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. And, and you know, yeah. you, if Twitter, some people are like, oh, people are yelling, they're angry, whatever. Well, change who you follow. You yeah, know, like exactly. change your
0: feed.
3: Yeah. 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 That's, you're the boss of who yeah, you listen I'm to. I'm on the
0: yeah. block button
1: like nobody's has I just ride that block
0: button all day. And, it, it <laughs> my, feed, <laughs> and my feed's great. I, I enjoy the people that I, that I follow. There's a, they need to get and their... And your feed is great. Need, I love reading oh, your stuff. You.
3: I haven't, I've only blocked you and unblocked the you the like twice. The funny thing about Tyler, Tyler Huckabee's that's, that's Twitter
1: persona is it's half... Angry about politics and half really joking around and having fun about comic books, and like the like the two like these two very divergent things that people like don't want both from Tyler, but he's like doubling down on all of it. Like they want one or the yeah. other. Yeah, you know? I
0: keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, I keep and you then, on your and toes. Then, you like, never know what you're going to get. And then
1: Tyler himself is like, it's not like that's all he talks about. Like we've never talked politics in real life, so it's like it's just funny, like. The the what Twitter brings out mm-hmm. in people, like what right. side of their personality you know comes out. It's interesting.
0: We talked about this a little bit when I was um, when I joined you f- for your podcast, and is just how hard like the demand of Twitter to come up with a brand and stick to it. And just yeah. at some point, I was like, eh, I don't want to do a, have a brand anymore. What if
3: what if instead we were just humans? What if instead yeah. of being brands, we were just humans? Well, th- that's why, like, I have, like, I'm, I'm on
2: Instagram all the time too, but I never. But post. you're so well,
3: secretive; we can't even find you. I always have to tag you. I, yeah, because I'm weird. like,
2: I don't know, I what, I guess for when it comes to me personally. You know, like I'm not, like the and most of the stuff that I really like on Twitter is brands. Like I like content that's like native to Twitter. You know, like especially yeah. or, or Instagram. Like, like there's a lot of sports Instagrams that I'll I'll I could I could spend an hour going through like House of Highlights. Like I love it. You know, mm-hmm. but like for mm-hmm. me, it's like it's the same thing with with Twitter. It's like I don't really have like any kind of like Instagram like personal brand. Like I you know, I could sh- yeah. share pictures of my kids with my family, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. Personally, it's a weird space. You know, I feel like if social media is at a place where everyone is trying to figure it out right now, like it's been through the boom, Right. Where everybody's tried everything and and, but but I feel like everybody's kind of in the same space and all the platforms are in the same space. It's like, what do users actually want from us? So the reason that's such a hard question to answer is because a lot of users don't even know, like a lot of users, like don't even know what they want from their experience on a personal level or on a content consumption Mm -hmm. level. You know, it's all dictated by algorithms, but so annoying, to to a yeah. degree, an algorithm is the tail wagging yeah. the dog, right? It, it, it's it's people. Uh, behavior change because of a minor change right, to the right. interface or something, and all of a sudden, it all moves in that direction. And it, it's really going to be interesting to see where it all goes and who's going to be the next one to sort of crack the nut in terms of what do people even want from this type yeah. of media anymore? You Jesse, know?
3: what is it going to take to bring you out of the shadows on Instagram? Because I think it would be, I think you'd be so. Fun I think to, you f- should I mean, do
2: like a, a weird humor, yeah, like a meme thing. account. That's
3: a meme what I, was yeah. Yeah. I, I
2: think, and I've said this. Before, and this sounds like a cop out, but I feel like so much of the rest of my time is 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 spent doing content, you know, like doing yeah, stuff for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the podcast or for the magazine or for the website that when I'm not right. doing it like uh, for work. That I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. You know, does yeah, that make sense? Like, that sounds yeah. lame. Yeah, yeah That yeah. sounds lame, but it's like, no, no,
3: no. no. I think that makes it's sense. It's like the
2: old joke about the house painter, you know, the house painter's house always needs to be painted. <laughs> you know, like yeah, at some yeah. point, you're like, oh, I just got to turn that part yeah. of my mind right. off, you know? Yeah,
3: that's right. That's good. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep pressuring you only because I'm tired of tagging you at Jesse Needs Insta because <laughs> every time people go, Jesse has Insta. Jesse, Jesse has Insta. Are, I mean,
1: Andy, I found his actual account. Like, I, I un-
2: yeah.
3: I know, but I didn't write it down because I'm not that creepy. And I figured if he wanted us to tag him at one point, he'd say, hey, Annie, I see that you don't ever tag me. You can tag me. And here's my name. Jesse Carey. Nope, I'm a ghost.
2: I am a ghost. Six, 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 I am, I'm, I'm, I'm silently lurking on everyone's. Just, yeah, that's I'm, right. I am the ninja I, in the shadows. I stopped uh, shadows uh, nagging Jesse about posting personal stuff
1: because of what he just said is very true. We, like you have to recharge the battery, you know, and like the last thing when he's alone with his family or doing personal time, I, I'm glad he's not thinking about, you know, creating content, even personal content. I ask I asked whenever I get a chance to talk to like leaders and stuff, I like to ask them stuff like, how do you recharge? Or how do you handle criticism? How do you handle stress? Like, I just want to learn from like these older leaders. And um, one time, one of them told me that he, he leaves a huge ministry and, and he said, at night I go home and I garden every night. And yeah. he said, yeah, he said, people yeah. who have to make decisions during the day or use their brains for their work need to refuel their batteries by working with their hands. And people who work with their hands all day need to refuel their batteries by intellectual stimulation and reading and learning. Yeah. And so he's like, you do that's the opposite. Right. And he's like, when I, when I tend to my garden, I'm creating, I'm caring, I'm, 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 I'm doing something that's uh, constructive, but I don't have to think about it. I'm like, my mind can rest. Yeah. And so like, yeah. I love that. And I find myself, I'm doing the same thing. Like when I come home and I that hints my Bravo, mirror, I just shut off like that bra- that part of my brain and I like refuel yeah. other ways. And so Jesse, I officially yeah. say to you, it's okay that you don't post on Instagram. I receive. I receive. I officially
2: and, say to you, I don't and agree. And I outside, don't agree. You know, my house needs to be painted. So if if no <laughs> <out laughs> so
3: <out of> <laughs> making big decisions. Hey, that's that's really interesting, Cameron. And I don't think we've ever done this before. But if I cry right here, you can edit it no, out, Chandler. Well, but Uh, I'm real fatigued on decision making Mm. right now. That feels like Mm. the thing that's, that's made me so tired lately. And, and I am looking for that thing to do after work that because working out and cutting it, because I think the whole time, I can't find a way to stop making decisions in my head. And it, and it, it, I mean, clearly I am massively exhausted with it. And so maybe I should start a garden. I don't know. Listen, yeah. the,
1: the, I'll tell you complete truth. I, the same thing when I'm at home and if I'm on a, a, a phone call or something, I'm walking around outside pulling weeds while I'm on the phone. Like I need, yeah. like, and then like, I'll just find myself on the weekends. I need to care for or create or improve things, but I don't want to, I don't want to make decisions. The thing that has been the lifeblood for me over the years, and this is silly, I do Lego sets. Like Lego sets. I can sit there and I'm creating something, but I'm following instructions and I don't have to decide anything. Cause like, you know, the Lego movie, the dad was very much by the instructions and the kid was very much free form. And I totally was on the side of the dad. Like I'm like that. No, the point of Legos is you don't have to think about how to build it, you know, but you're still creating something and it's still, you know, enjoyable for me. But Legos, Legos was my thing that like, I have, I buy Lego sets. Like my, my kid. Oh yeah. yeah, We
3: got like, I need to find something like that. I, that I need. That's what I need is something that entertains my brain and lets my brain rest. It gives yeah. me something to do because I don't have yeah. anything right now, and it is it's
1: exhausting. It is it's
3: exhausting, wearing me down. Hobby.
1: The other thing I do that's embarrassing and all my friends make fun of me is I play an inordinate amount of Candy Crush, like yeah. all the time. I mean, I'm on like level yeah. five thousand yeah. and two hundred. I mean, it's it's bad, oh. but it literally when you launch wow. the screen, the tagline for the game now is swipe the stress away. Like, because literally you're sitting yeah. there and you're, you're not having to think about it, but you are having to think about it. It's like, it's like a, yeah. it's like a soft problem solving thing, but there's, I don't know, like, it's just relaxing to me to play Candy Crush and it lets my, br- my brain pause, you know? anyway. Yeah.
3: I was doing that too. I played a lot on planes and I kind of told myself, like, you can't escape into this anymore. So maybe I can. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think you got to give yourself a break. Yeah, I you put know? Boundaries on, like when I get on a plane, I used to watch TV and all that. And I don't anymore. I literally will just put on music and play Candy Crush for the whole flight. And it really, really relaxes me. It's just bizarre. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, little things like that. But we all have that. If you're leading, you need to yeah. find a place to recharge. And if you don't, you're going to burn out, you know, and that's what Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, listen. Since my divorce five years ago, I mean, this has been like life-altering margin stuff. I mean, I I, I don't work after six. I, I or I won't. If you email me at my work address after six, you will not get a reply. I just like I have to put boundaries on that. On the weekends, at, at dinner, I won't have my phone out with my kid. Like I just like I have to create space that I'm not plugged in. I'm not thinking about work, or else you're gonna burn out. And like Sabbath is real. Like I have to like just have a day of complete rest every week or else I will be at my worst on Monday, you know? And it's like, I, I just think we have to all be mindful of that as leaders or or, or not leaders. Or just in life, like, I just think we just go, 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 we're plugged in, plugged in, plugged in, and everything's in, like, you never shut off. And then we flame out. And I think especially with church leaders and stuff, that's an epidemic, you know? And I just, I don't know. I learned the hard way
0: and it fosters i think it fosters a, a healthier online life when you have a healthy yeah, offline life okay. the more you can do for yourself when you're not online the uh, a robust uh intellectually stimulating emotionally rewarding Quality time when you're not at work and when you're not on the internet helps you when you are at work and when you are on the internet you get better at it you're you have more you have more fuel and you just uh, have are sharper and, and more fulfilled so it feels like less of a of a drain on your own natural uh, natural resources which has been helpful for me to try to practice mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, it goodness fosters more goodness
1: the, the, for me the in the last three to four months a uh, really transformative thing that I. I don't know how I got off track in this, but I've been really kind of recommitted to is every day, like spending time in the word and in prayer. And when I'm in the car listening to worship, it just changes my countenance. It changes the atmosphere. And like starting the day, coming into the office, listening to worship is a little different than when I listen to the hip hop station, you know, it's just the reality of it. And it's just common sense, but it's like, I need to like be feeding my spirit and in the seasons where I wasn't feeding my spirit, man, I was just like, it's like, you kind of like start to try to do things in your own strength and you're not relying on the Lord. Your your mindset isn't on him and his plan and his grace and his, it's just like, it's just different. And then all of a sudden it's, you're self-reliant and then you're working more and it's more, it's stressful. And, you know, it's just like, I got to breathe, man. Like God's got this, yeah. you know, and just trust. And it's just kind of like, I have to, I have to be intentional about that. Um, or else I'll just kind of revert toward, I got this, you know, and, and I'm not at my best then. Annie, I'll be praying for you. Seriously. Yeah. Like that's big. I mean, we don't want you to burn out, so we we need you. Yeah.
2: I remember, I ironically, the, the, the sermon I heard this Sunday was about rest. And the, the pastor said he had this revelation because he's having like a guilt trip about not getting enough done. And all these people needed his attention. It was legit, legitimate stuff that was, you know, building the kingdom. Everything was great. And someone told him, was like, hey, I think right now the most godly thing you can do, the most obedient thing you could do is rest and not do anything. because Because we get in this mindset, like you were saying, Cameron, when when you, th- with that mindset of like, I got this, I can power through, I'm, I'm good at what I do. I can, we're, re- I mean, not to sound overly cliche or preachy, but like, that's when we start relying on our right. own strength, you know? And that's when things start coming off the rails because we think we got it when and the reality is that's going to fail, you know, we have to be reliant on a higher power than just what we can do, or it, it it's going to have a very low ceiling, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough line. You want to dream big dreams and you want to go change the world and then you aren't.
3: And then there's a thousand decisions you have to make to get there.
1: And yeah, Yeah. but you know what? God knows, you know, he knows your heart. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I believe everybody, he has a plan and path and purpose for everybody's life and his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we just know in part, we see in part. And I just, you know, got to intentionally remind myself to hold things with an open hand, you know, like the, the, when I start to hold tight to my son or, 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 you know, my business or whatever, it's just like, it doesn't go well. And so, you know what, I just got to trust the Lord with mm-hmm. these things and care for myself and make sure that my spirit is in Health. Yeah. yeah. Health. You know, like, honestly, I've, I yeah. mean, even physical health and like making sure that like we have a balanced life, like physical stress is a real thing. I mean, so, I mean, I, my personality, I try to like look the other way about stress and the toll it takes on me. But, you know, I ha- thankfully I have friends in my life who are like, dude, you need to sleep more. Like you're not nice right now. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or have you had lunch? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like, I, I, we have to be mindful to take care of our physical bodies because the, to, physically like de-stress. As f- it, it really will t- help
2: the mental like the i went emotional. through a, a like a phase where i would i mean this is like just like a day to day thing but like where i like would stop like e- like you know taking lunch like i would just eat while i'm working like oh i'll just get more done and it's like i'm way more productive if i chill out for a second and enjoy a sandwich mm-hmm. and you're like whoa i feel like retra it's yeah. like there are little things you can do that you you see the immediate effect of like wow Actually, like giving yourself a little margin, you know, actually is not just beneficial from a mental health standpoint, but from you know, if you're someone that's concerned about productivity, it's actually like, oh, that actually made me better, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah I've, I've I'm trying to figure out the health balance thing with managing stress and life and all that, and you know, figuring the importance of rest and diet and all that, and and letting and like it, it eases your mind, it eases your emotions, and and
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, you know, hey. Like you said, I go all in and then like you kind of sometimes hit a wall and you go, like, huh, I need to reassess some of this stuff, you know? And like maybe I can find margin and balance and all this. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my uh natural gifting, you know. But
0: Annie, you you've mentioned uh I think a few times on here you've talked about uh working out. Does that does that help you find that like physical, like working out physically is like a big plus for the rest of your life? Which sounds like, so not like yeah, such a seal sure. question, I know, but I think it's it's such an easy one to forget too. Yeah. It's like working out is the first thing that goes yeah. when you have the first thing that schedule goes. Gets That's right. And it, it takes a toll yeah. for me. Yeah. It takes a toll.
3: Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think so too. And, and like, especially like going to Radnor or being outside oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. helps a lot. I just have to have in the current place I'm in, I just have to have something in my ears that helps me not worry about the decisions i have to make like like instead of what i can do while i'm walking or running or at the gym or in zumba or whatever is i can my brain can still be processing all the things i was doing mm-hmm. at work yeah you yeah. know and so um but yeah i think i think that is i think when that's the first thing to go when you haven't worked out in a week or two weeks you need to ask yourself some real questions about what are you filling your time with that 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 movement is what has yeah. been cut because That's when you that's put in problem.
2: the Rocky theme and you start pushing around a wheelbarrow full of rocks <laughs> for like two hours.
3: <laughs> that's when you put on your wheel suit and you just you get just out there and roll around for <laughs> a
0: little bit. Insanely dangerous bubble boy. It's called exercise.
2: <laughs> Morons, look it up. camera going, literally screaming <laughs> down the hill. Is this a
3: guy in a wheel suit that's coming at us at, at 70 miles? Yeah, he's super stressed, you guys. Let him go, let him go.
2: Dude, I don't think he's know. okay. I think he's actually out of control right now. There's no brakes. Somebody go <laughs> some oh, call oh god, He's, He's in trouble, that so guy's so in trouble. What doing this? Hey, in case you missed it, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> we were going to put brakes on real scene.
1: In case you missed it this week, Jim Gaffigan told Jimmy Kimmel that his family is, quote, the beneficiary of miracles after his wife's brain tumor surgery. Uh, the comedian was recently a guest on the late night show to talk about his new comedy album, Noble Ape but opened up about his wife, Jeannie's brain tumor. Um, She's also Jim's writing partner, and uh, she was the co-showrunner of the Gafkin show. Um, She writes a ton of his material. Uh, She recently underwent a nine-hour surgery to have a massive brain tumor reviewed. Um, Jim revealed that at one point, the situation was so serious that he thought he might lose his wife. Um, while also, of course, mm. um, making really dark jokes about the situation. Here's here's a
5: clip. I, I'm sorry I didn't mention no, this, right. but how is your wife doing? She's doing great. Wouldn't you it want... be ironic if I was like, she died? Yeah, well, it would be more <laughs> than ironic,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's, we'd have to take the noble
4: right
5: off. It'd just be Jim Gallagher ape. Yeah, right. No, yeah. she's doing. Uh, she's doing amazing. And by the <laughs> way, I, I don't want to take it for granted because, it, you know, we are the beneficiary of miracles. It, it's truly a miracle. The doctors that, that she. I mean, she yeah. had a tumor the size of a pear removed from her head. You know, what I mean, it's insane. And the medical science, you know, really saved her life. So I'm very grateful for it. But back, uh, this is the, the family right here,
1: right? It's incredible. This is, this and making a completely inappropriate dark yeah. jokes about tragic things is my love language. So <laughs>
4: <laughs> He seems like Hello. such a good dude. Jim Gaffigan,
0: <laughs> Jim Gaffigan seems like it for all the, as much as he sort of parodies himself as this overweight loser in his stand-up he just seems like a stand-up guy i remember the conversation we had with him a few years ago when he was on the cover of relevant and just just a really quality quality human being that doesn't always come through in his comedy as much as it it could
4: yeah
1: yeah. Um, hey, in case you missed it, Netflix is going to create more family-friendly and faith-based
2: shows, they said this week. Oh, good. Uh, when asked- I, I was going to say, I have some soap opera pitches if <laughs> oh. Pure, Flex is, Pure Flex is stonewalling me, guys. They, they
1: the are stonewalling.
3: I just think about it yeah. all the time, Jesse. When asked
1: about faith and family-focused audiences at the 2018 Television Critics Association's Summer Press Tour, Netflix's vice president of original series, Cindy Holland, said, it's a very important audience to us. She said, it represents a significant percentage of the population, not only here in the U.S., but around the world. She even hinted at her own faith background, saying that she grew up in a place that was very much steeped in those traditions. Code words. Uh, she added, I want to make some great programming for my cousins and their families, too. So it's something that we are focused on, really building out a robust slate of family-friendly program- programming. Uh, Netflix is set to release seven hundred new original shows this
2: year alone. Wow, it's
3: unbelievable! It's
2: unreal. It is unbe- There are so many shows that like they've released and that I just like forgot existed. Like you know, they did the one they did the new Mister um, Show, like with Bob and I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I maybe watched that for ten minutes out of like a six season episode. It was and painful. Just it, it was off. bad. Then, there's just like random shows that are on Netflix that. I feel like that's the one thing it's like hard to discover sometimes I just get in the rut where I'm watching the same four or five things all the time
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you people Mm -hmm. find great new shows all the time and I'm like I don't know what I did to my algorithm but all I see is the office and architecture shows so
3: so.
2: (laughs) I've watched maybe one cooking show on there and I have like six baking shows do
3: do you know what I love too this is like the dreamer in me but I love that so many people who want to be actors and actresses get a chance to be in a real show because Netflix is doing 700 shows. That's true. Yeah. You know, I think that's really cool. I mean, whether they suck and we watch them or not, that somebody's dreams are still coming true because Netflix is creating 700 new shows. I, I read some, it was some,
2: it wasn't like an expose, It was, but it was some like investigative piece about the Netflix creative um, process. And, they were they were in like a room, you know, this journalist got to follow around like executives as they made decisions about what shows were going to be canceled and which ones were going to be watched. And all of them had like pieces of paper, like numbers, which are very tightly held, which they don't release. But they were just like casual, so casually talking about it. It's like, uh should we bring this one back? What do you guys think? And people are like, "Yeah, I guess maybe we'll do 8 episodes." And they're just kind of off the cuff. Wow. They were like they're w- they're willing to spend so much money right now on on content that they they're just basically greenlighting almost everything. There's very few Netflix shows that get like straight up canceled after the first but they're, season. But
1: they they're spending billions of dollars. And and the funny thing to me is like I like eventually, I don't know what the end game is here or like what the the stable version of this is because Netflix has never turned a profit. I mean, they they, they yeah. still, so mm-hmm. they're spending all this money to attract this mass audience to then one day, I guess the business model flips to profitable, but like there's got to be a pulling back at some point. Like they're throwing all the noodles on the wall right now to see which ones work. Mm. And then like it'll, they'll cull it down, down the road. I have to assume because... It's like yeah. they can't keep spending like this. I mean, it's just too it's yeah. almost like diluting the quality. I mean, like yeah. why we don't need 700 shows that are mediocre. Give yeah. us 50 that are fantastic, you know? Because know. Mo- because right. a lot of the
2: movies on there are just there's like it's like I'm, I'm if you want to watch Sandler like a movie, movies. it's hard to find like a decent one on Netflix sometimes. they are like just random like B mo- like so much of it is just right. random B movies. The the thing the thing that's going to be um You know, that I feel like they're preparing for, especially now that this, you know, Fox acquisition has happened, is now that Disney owns IP for all the Disney catalog, for all the Marvel catalog, for now all the Star Wars, ABC. Yeah, Star Wars. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. ABC, a bunch of the network stuff, and now all of 20th Century Fox, which was sold for like $83 billion they're going to release their own premium service. Yep. They're going to allow their licensing deals with Netflix to expire. Yep. And for all the really good stuff, they're going to have their own. And that's when Netflix is really going to see what it's made of. Honestly, their the, the, the Disney, yeah. the Disney yeah. Fox
1: yeah. streaming service and then HBO is going to be like real quality stuff. And then Netflix is just going to be left with a whole ton of original stuff that's like B, B or C level. You know, the so thing it's is, like,
2: I, the, yeah. the analogy, the analogy is like, remember when you used to a, Sorry, I'm okay.
1: Mark Jackson, our crack fact checker, just showed me Netflix's, Netflix's content budget for 2018, one year, $13 billion. Can Genius. you imagine?
0: Wow. Can you imagine?
1: Wow. That is wow I just would
3: like 1% of that just for me. So I could go on vacation and not make decisions. They're going like,
2: to miss a billion. The, yeah, there's like shows like The Get Out... The um, uh, not The get out the get up uh, the hip hop show by yeah. Um, uh, yeah, James that's Smith was right? yeah yeah, James yeah. Smith and it 's like each episode you 're watching it you 're like, this had to cost millions and millions yeah. of dollars it 's like a movie it 's feature quality yeah. it's uh you know big musical numbers with licensed music, and it's like but it't who, like you, who's watched it all but if you know that right. if hBO Seriously. made that
1: series, it would have been so much better. You know, yeah, exactly. like it just like it just right. wasn't
2: quite at the they were going after the HBO, you know, quality and they just didn't quite get it. I don't know. Well, N- Netflix famously doesn't give notes like, you know, these other networks, you know, to show runners and producers, they'll get the pilot. And for every episode, they get notes and say, well, it, may, it would probably work better, It'll probably resonate more if you did this or shorten it or whatever. Netflix doesn't do that. They just let the creators make whatever they want. And that's why that, that other season Arrested Development was so bad that Mitch Hurwitz eventually recut it because his vision was totally unbridled and you realize why there's creative checks and balances yeah, for some of those right. guys. Every
1: musician needs a producer. Every writer needs an editor. Fresh hey, eyes make man art that. better. Mm -hmm. I mean, first drafts of anything is not going to be the best version of it. That's right.
3: Oh, I say that all the time. I wish people, when they bought one of my books, they actually got to see the first draft as well. Because people think what we write, that they read, is what we actually wrote first. And they are, a lot of times, pretty significantly different from first draft, first time out of the computer, and what ends up on bookshelves. They're pretty different. I, so know, editors, I wish people saw Editors this. have
0: saved my career from some of the dumbest, some Legit. of the dumbest things out there. And and I like Same. to think that I've saved some writers' careers myself with some editing. Where it, it you takes, have killed
3: some writers' need, careers with your editing.
0: Oh, tower, sometimes,
1: so. I, sometimes I just let it through. I'm like,
0: you know what? You, you get what's coming. Yeah. If it's good enough for you Netflix, right. it's good enough for music. Tyler
1: Huckabee. You know, just let it go. <laughs> <That's Yeah. right>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lastly, in case you missed it, a video showed this week, a video went around uh, showing how Seth Rogen's laugh could make friends Way funnier. Uh, oh, comedian Rory Strahan Mock took a clip from the classic sitcom, replaced the laugh track, and vastly improved it. Here's a clip. <laughs>
4: Candlelit dinners, moonlight walks on the
1: beach It was so romantic
2: So where's Mike?
1: Oh, he's at the doctor He didn't poop
3: the whole time over there <laughs> 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 Dude, I wasn't supposed to tell you that <laughs> I mean, okay, is that a gig?
2: A gig we are definitely not going to
4: <laughs> Oh, why, what's up? Well,
1: I have an audition for this play And for some of
4: it I have to speak French which, according to my resume, I'm fluent in.
3: You are lie in your resume. <laughs> yeah, you really shouldn't. That's brilliant.
2: So, wait, how was that year-long dig in Cairo?
0: Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> it <was> okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, it's
2: like uh, it's like having a, your very own Chandler yeah alright it. Right. it is so funny, funny how much the laugh track I listened to this really interesting podcast the other day about the guy who vented what they call the laugh box which is uh, you know the the original laugh track it was before like digital technology where you could just play. he would literally he had this machine and he recorded thousands of laughs and blended them together and he had each of the keys labeled in a way that only he knew how and he would actually watch Watched the show like an old episode of like the Brady Bunch or something. And he would sit in a sound room and they said that he would play the laugh box like a keyboard. Like he would be like, Oh, that's surprise, compassion and shock. And he would like hit those laughs at the same time. They're like the guy who originally did it. It was not thoughtless at all. Like he was a master of blending. It laughs radically the right changes
1: jokes. the show. I mean, yeah. I, it, it, oh. it, it's like the big bang. You know, we've seen, we've heard the clips of like the big bang yeah. theory without the laugh track. And it is Painful. I mean it's painful.
2: even that friends yeah. clip it's the only yeah. thing I was laughing at was the Seth Rogan right. yeah. husky, right. you know <laughs> right. you know, like the actual jokes themselves. I'm like, these aren't really jokes, man. These are just, you know, I mean they're kind of witty, but I certainly not I wouldn't guffaw at them <laughs> like you hear the studio audience doing. Yeah. All right, well that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, Ethan Hawk
1: joins us. In the You're listening to Lainey. The song is Through These Tears. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Santa Gold with her new single, Run the Road. In the new movie, First Reformed, Ethan Hawke plays the pastor of a small town church who experiences a crisis of faith while dealing with an intense situation with a congregant, as well as grappling with dwindling attendance following the arrival of a nearby megachurch. Thanks a lot, Craig Rochelle. The movie has been Oh my gosh. The movie has been met with widespread critical acclaim and holds a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. We recently spoke with Ethan about the film and how his own faith journey informed the performance. Here is our conversation with Ethan Hawke.
2: What what kind of uh, sort of like background with faith or spirituality uh, were you bringing into this part and first reformed in general?
5: I was raised a Christian, you know. I was baptized an Episcopalian, confirmed an Episcopalian. My stepfather was Catholic. And, um, my father has been either a Episcopal or Church of Christ his whole life, and um so I've been raised in and around a dialogue about faith. Um, My entire adult life, I mean, anytime I can remember, I've I've had a lot of very sincere people in my life who were seeking and um, I've always been trying to figure out how to integrate that aspect of my life into my creative life and to balance them, you know, access to that routine and a culture of, People caring about ethics and equality, um, in uh, in a really safe environment to learn is, is a wonderful way to grow up. You know, uh, my mother and stepfather taught the you know youth group on Sunday, and it's you know, is a huge part of my life. Um, I don't know what it's like to grow up without it, but. Um, I know it had a big impact on the way I I see the world. I actually think it gave me a great framework to survive the pitfalls of early celebrity. You know, it, it, it teaches it teaches a fundamental humility. And one of the problems with kind of making it in the movies or making it in the arts, anyway, is, is they fan the flames of your ego in such a way that it's really easy for young people to lose a sense of context and and to have a sense of humility to keep learning and to keep growing. You know, that's one of the fundamental problems. But one of the great things about going to church is you see yourself as a member of of a community. And you also see that things like faith is a supple and moving thing because you see lots of adults with different points of view, you know, um, You have one priest that feels a certain way and a different different than the way your mother feels, which is different than the way your father feels. And um, I think I I grew up with a lot of different, uh, from a lot of people with very supple minds. Um, And it made talking and thinking about why we're born and why we have to die and what we're here to do uh, a more exciting conversation. A lot of people turn off when you talk about religion or God because they think they're about to be preached to, you know, or dictated to, or told they're wrong, or told they're lost, or, um, and they turn off. And my family never really did that.
2: When it's part of your job to play stuff like, like this, this priest who's wrestling with all this stuff, how much does the character just kind of, can you leave it behind or how much do you kind of take with you, take away those kind of ideas or not personalities, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, like how much of those roles it's do you. kind
5: of like, you know, I get, I get, you know, people often wonder that about an actor's life and, you know, the answer I can have that makes the most sense is it's a lot like a guided meditation. Do you know, like if, if, if you were to spend all afternoon, reading the bell jar and really getting inside Sylvia Plath's head and really getting inside the voice of someone who's contemplating taking their own life. Right. If you were to do that every day for a month, you know, it, it, it does get inside of you. You're, if you spend every day reading love poems and, you know, it gets inside of you. Uh, it, it's, you know, when you play Macbeth, it's an incantation about the evil inside power, the evil that lurks inside man's greediness for power, right yeah, and it if you do it every day and and you recite those lines, um it's kind of like being a witch doctor or something, you know you're 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 doing this incantation, it's impossible for it not to affect your psyche you know i i've as I've gotten older the better you do it, the, the more you let it inside of you. And the trick is I've gotten older is to try to let it inside and then let it out. You know, yeah. it's to really, uh, let these things kind of bounce off you. Um, and you know, you see Springsteen performs or something like that. You see him in concert and scream in jungle land. You can tell he's just feeling that song. Yeah. But if he, if he doesn't let those feelings go, um, you know, then he's not going to live very long, you know? Right. <laughs> it's just, it just takes a toll on your body. You've got to let it pass through you. And it's part of the, you know, the joy of playing lots of different parts uh, because one of the things I did after this movie was I, I, after first performance, I did a comedy and it was such a nice summer. I did this movie called Juliet Naked, where it's just a romantic comedy. I play a rock star. It was just such a lovely way to spend the summer, is play a nice person who's falling in love and <laughs> trying to be a good dad. And, you know, it's just really nice and easy when, you know, when you're playing a, a priest in a full-blown existential crisis, is looking into the void of despair, you know, uh, it, it, it presents challenges to your day, for sure.
1: That was Ethan Hawk. Make sure to check out the feature we did with him. Uh, there's a lot more to it in the current issue of Relevance, available now. So check it out. <laughs> Listen to Maya B, B the song is Salinas. Walk, you okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week on the show, Jesse and Annie got into a loafing debate. Yeah, uh, I just can't. Uh, Annie fan of dis- the universally loaf. disgusting.
3: I've mixed it with some other things and put it in the oven and made a loaf out of this conversation. <laughs> she is
1: a fan of the loaf form of cuisine. Jesse is sure. not a fan of the loaf form of cuisine. Uh, for the question of the week last week, we asked you, what ingredients do you want to see Annie try to loaf? You guys hit us up on uh, on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You also posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few. I mean, like we said, she's going to pick one. She's going to make a loaf I'm out pick of one. it. Yeah, we're right, going to do it. Here we I go. think
3: one of my favorites, I'm not sure we're going to do this one, but one of my favorites was Kristen Schroeder on Twitter said that we should loaf Tostino pizza rolls. But wow. what would be the binder? What would y'all use, use as the binder Jeez. Spaghetti sauce.
2: More cheese. More cheese. Oh, oh like geez. Parmesan. Yeah, like uh, yeah, or Mozzarella. Yeah, just a bunch of cheese. Yeah, cheese just, whiz, no, it's got to be no, no, this here's the same. No, here is the thing. You just can't. Make a no, 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 loaf. no, 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 no. To, to, to keep the spirit of it, it has no. to be the same quality of food. It's not fair. I can spice up anything with expensive Parmesan right, right, cheese. Right, right, right. Okay, oh my gosh, but if you are the type of
3: Parmesan,
2: hang on. If you are the type of person eating Testino's rolls, and okay, uh, real talk, cheese sticks. If wow. you have an abundance Ja-ching. of Testino's pizza rolls, you are also the type of person that has cheese whiz available. The binder is cheese. Whiz. Wow. my
3: logic is false. Well <laughs> no, that's so. That is so cruel to all the people who happen to have some Tostino rolls in there. I mean, I think we could do cheese wiz. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade.
2: I'm not throwing. Those are my people, Annie. I'm just <laughs> saying, think, you probably have cheese Whiz.
3: I think. I think there's got to be yeah okay well cheese whiz I mean we're gonna pack those tostina pizza rolls in there tight so there's not a ton of space for cheese whiz but we did need a binder so we could try a cheese whizy one at least a
2: can's worth at least a can's (laughs) worth oh
3: gross wait cheese whiz comes in a can I thought it came in like like an aerosol spray yeah like an aerosol you spray it disgusting okay it's it's like
1: whipped cream what did you what did you think cheese whiz I was
3: picturing like um queso that comes in that glass jar. At the grocery store, oh. I thought cheese whiz came no, no, like that,
2: that, that too. No, no, the, 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 the glass jar cheese is actually like four steps above cheese. Whiz. Oh, that's too the, that's the, too the, nice the, the, for The, the whiz and people. cheese is actually a verb because it just comes whizzing on out of the can. Like oh.
3: <laughs> it's a full well, sentence. Well, I feel bad cheese for Kristen whiz. Schroeder that you've put her in this category that she's a cheese whiz kind of girl, not a hey, cheese in Kristen, a jar kind of girl. Kristen,
2: shout at me. Let me know if you're mad at it. I have a feeling. But you're don't or not.
3: do it on Instagram because you can't find him. But on Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter. Josh, Josh Jackson
2: says that for Dazzle, do it. He thinks an all-you-can-eat pancake loaf is a must. So would that just oh. be putting pancake batter in the loafing pan and for and baking it?
0: Yeah, that sounds like basically a like a cake of <laughs> <pancakes>. <laughs> pan- <laughs>
1: It's not a pancake. It's an actual cake. cake. <laughs> it's a layer cake. It's a cake. Yeah, that's, that's funny.
0: fine. I like cake. I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's just been done before. <gasps>
1: it's like you cut into the you cut into your cake you slice it up and then there's just a bunch of like layers because it's just a bunch of stacked pancakes
0: thanks thanks josh josh
2: you invented cake congratulations <laughs> you win
4: you listen to the waste material right dry. here folks <laughs>
2: oh my god hey listen i got a I i got a crazy idea get a cake pan and fill it with cake batter Put it on 450. Just see what it's called, guys. cake going <laughs> be wild. Yeah. yeah.
3: Also, 450. Can I just do a public service announcement? That's significantly too hot. So, hey, well, here's the thing. People, burn long-time listeners fast?
2: know I don't preheat. I don't preheat. So, <laughs> so you're not factoring that in. I don't believe in preheating. You're I coming in hot
3: or you're not coming yeah. in at all huh? It's It's okay.
2: a myth perpetrated by the electric company or the gas company, however you get your power. Preheating <laughs> is a joke.
0: Big, pre-heat is that, is big, out, big is is out there, like, waiting over, wheeling and dealing. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> but, you know, it's the company that makes that one little red light for your oven, the preheat light. They're just sitting on <laughs> piles of cash on a big myth that never... It's the only one company. It's like how all zippers are made by that one company. You know, they all have, <gasps> like, the little brand. Have you read that? No, I didn't like, know that. So look up... No! Hold on, I'm going to look at my jeans right now. Hey, who's wearing jeans right now? Oh,
3: nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Uh, Just look yeah, at the I zipper am. on your jeans. Uh, I got, I got oh the my buttons. Gosh, we're all doing this.
2: What does the gi- zipper on yours say?
3: Mine says YKK. Y-K-K. YKKK
2: yeah. makes all zippers. <gasps> YKK. The YKK oh. is oh my my zipper. God. A japanese zipper yeah yeah, of manufacturing yeah so i read companies. the i read like a big think piece on this one time Why YYKK, yykk is on all zippers it's like they make the zippers and everybody uses oh them it's gosh. just a thing i think the preheat light is like that they know if they, they know if this is <laughs> blows wide open their whole business model is exploded people don't need them like i don't get like how somebody hasn't come in and undercut
1: them i'm like just disrupt it that's business 101 if somebody has a monopoly there's a disruptor that would be hard
2: yeah you would think they probably own rights to the well, you know, it's like no, no, they, i'm the, saying drugs Consumer. Button fly, I will say this big button fly gave it a shot. Yeah. And it just, you know, they they, 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 they was, it was the a same. body shot and they were on the ropes. But YKK came <laughs> swinging back
3: like button fly. Yeah. Are you wearing I mean, button fly
2: right now, Cameron? You said? I am. I got button fly on you. Okay. I'm not wow. throwing shade on button fly. I'm just saying it hadn't caught on. Throw you a little know. shade
3: because I didn't know you could still buy that. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think girls ever were quite as button fly as dudes were anyway.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't like look at the gene and go. Like I don't have a, I don't have a closure preference. It's just, I get at home and I'm like, Oh, these are buttons. Yeah, it's fine. They're oh, not YKK. these are zippers. are no not
2: YKK. Yeah. yeah. So, Buttonfly no, did try, to be fair. They tried to disrupt, but... Uh, I've never uh-huh.
0: been in a town where I've seen, where I've seen as many Buttonflies, especially for, for the guys Why are as you I noticing? have in Nashville. Well, <laughs> that's like
3: country music. That's not like at... I think it is. Yeah, I it's think belonging. it is a country
0: thing. Yeah.
3: It, it's
2: when they when they get dressed up in their muffler and Son attire <laughs> for the barn wedding. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they, it's all Buttonfly. It's all Buttonfly <laughs> no, trousers. Not, They're called, trousers. They're called trousers. trousers. My, head, are called my trouser. pants are
1: from Topman, which is <laughs> a European... The oh yeah. So, very, yeah! Very very fashion So, so a good Buttons store. are
2: also big in Europe, apparently. I don't know.
3: Yes, that is true. I can I can attest to that. I used I, to live in. Scotland. I want to say YKK
2: is like from China. I want to say I can't remember. I did. I read. I spent a mm. lot of. I, I don't know why I went down the rabbit hole. once. I've because gone down a lot that's of your brain, holes. and that's what thought, you so do. You
3: never have to explain yourself to us. We don't. We don't care why you go down the rabbit holes you go down.
2: Josh Conrad, I guess we can uh, leave it on this one because I think the Tostino's pizza rolls is the one that we universally gonna do? decided. Is that's what we're going to do with the cheese whiz? Okay, <laughs> uh, cheese whiz. I, I, no, I mean, she picks. She has to make it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can do that though. But I think it has to be a group decision. All right, and give me a couple we'll more bring options. It in when I'm pizza rolls.
2: Who who has pizza rolls? Give me a couple more options. I go with I, pizza rolls, but not cheese whiz. As the yeah, bottom.
3: cheese whiz. What's no. your binder, Chandler? You mozzarella. What mozzarella. binder do you want to yeah, see yeah, me I think that's
1: a good. You go pizza, pizza stuff. Yeah.
3: Pizza sauce? Yeah,
1: just, no and mozzarella, but that wouldn't really bind, would it?
3: Yeah, that's my that's my concern. Is is it actually going to hold it together? Like in the the original of this was monkey bread, and my family wants to try a nugget loaf with Chick fil A nuggets and Polynesian sauce as Polynesian sauce as the binder.
2: Oh, so, okay. so, to be fair, I, I saw two additional nugget loaf requests.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, we may just maybe we'll do. I mean, I'm okay trying both. But can we use like
0: a like a cornbread thing like they do in Chicago style pizza? Like. Cr- to create sort of a the Chicago-style pizza crust that would hold it together By the way, a bit By the way, they need I'm to sorry, stop I'm calling that bitten.
2: pizza. They need to stop calling. That's a casserole.
0: Yeah, we've had that's, this conversation.
2: I remember one time in Chicago, people were like, hey, you want to go to some pizza? I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, you got to call ahead because it takes them like two hours to bake it. Right. I'm like, well, that's well, not a pizza at that point. You know? It is a... Ch- <laughs> It is a that's gigantic crazy. gross casserole. Um, <laughs> no, it's not gross. So
3: I'm guessing this weekend, it, Lala, awesome. you won't be having pizza no, in Chicago. No, not
2: not. Okay. I won't he goes be having for a casserole. the schnitzels the answer, and stuff. No.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll you won't be a, having a
2: casserole. I'll find a Sabaro and and put a little checkbox by local gross. cuisine. <laughs> you're so gross. Gross. Okay, how about French toast loaf? Amy? Okay, this is the toast one that Ooh.
1: caught my eye. I think this one. Came yeah, to that's one. Toast the one loaf. you're feeling,
3: Cameron.
2: Yeah. That's interesting. Would you use like maple syrup as the binder?
3: Yeah, yeah. So what would we do? I guess we would cut up. We'd we'd make the French toast and then we cut each piece into smaller squares and then drop that in the loaf and then in the loaf pan and then add syrup as our binder and then bake it. You'd have to pre-cook each piece of French toast in order for it to taste like French toast and not just like egg. Right. Right. Because we don't want to scrape. We yeah. can't put egg in the oven at Jesse's face. I don't know, we guys. Can't put this egg- getting, I forgot eggs were involved. Yeah, that's why, that's why we'd have involved. to pre-make every piece. I will. Y'all don't have to do anything. I have to pre-make every piece of French toast so that the egg is cooked before we put in the oven or we're going to have an egg casserole. I,
2: I'm really, I'm really hesitant about surprise ingredients. Like, it's just... I remember one time I was at... A salad bar. It was all you can eat. And I was with some friends and they were like, man, that salad bar, because I just got like, you know, uh, just loaded it up. And my friends were like, man, one of my buddies was like, that looks really good. I think I'll get the all you can eat. I'm like, dude, no worries. I'll just go make you a plate. A little freebie, you know, because if he goes up, they're going to charge him. Right. But I went up and what I did was I went right to the chocolate pudding and I put that on the base and I made Gross. the salad on top of the chocolate <gasps> pudding so he didn't you're know. You're the worst. So he got a couple oh, bites no. in before he had a mouthful of chocolate pudding. <laughs> That's what you're doing with this casserole. You got a surprise ingredient and it's just a blast. Like, ah, oh! you use that
3: for the binding. I wasn't expecting okay. it. I'm not, i do not, I'm not so about gonna the use egg the thing. So you use the cheese whiz to bind the French toast is what you're saying. <laughs> Just at the bottom. <laughs> just double
2: up the maple syrup. Just double uh, up the syrup.
3: So, Cameron, would Keep you rather sugar. see me try the French toast loaf?
2: I just think it has a better shot
1: of actually being good. Okay. I mean, if you're making a breakfast loaf, then go for the French toast for sure. I just don't like. Um, it. Chandler coming in do.
3: hot with his multi meals a day <laughs> offer. <laughs> no,
1: you if can, can make a breakfast pizza for breakfast. Is loaf, a proud yeah,
0: tradition. Yeah, oh, but, yeah.
1: that's a good point. Yeah.
3: I like. Have you done the nugget loaf? Yeah. No, we've never done it before. It's, we just dream of it every Christmas. What about like uh, a tater
2: tot thing. loaf? <laughs> <laughs> oh, be yeah. Cool.
3: What would you use as the binder? That's just a potato Cameron?
2: loaf, though. That's yeah, just that's potato true. loaf <laughs> <You're> at that <laughs> point.
3: That's just casserole. That's just, casserole, but that's Cameron, just a giant
2: baked potato.
1: No, 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 no.
3: Just tell me what the binder is in your heart. Cameron, what's the binder? I mean, what
1: do you dip tater tots in? I mean, ketchup. Ketchup, though? That wouldn't be good. That doesn't feel right. No. I don't know. Like barbecue
0: sauce or a honey mustard or something.
3: Oh, a honey mustard. I
1: mean, maybe you could do some ground beef in there too, you know, with the tater tots. Yeah, you're, you're literally now describing you a, a hash pie. brown
3: casserole.
2: Oh. Yeah, you got a shepherd's pie. Oh, no, I don't eat that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: shepherd's pie too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I think I'm feeling,
0: okay. I think I'm with Cameron. I think I'm going to say the French toast, there's a, the French toast one is, yeah. has and, out a and like, really you, solid you shot. need to
1: experiment with different binders, you know? I mean, I think, yeah. I think the, yeah. I don't know what the, I, I think you should be able to get your wedge, get your slice of the cast or the loaf. And then put your own syrup on it. So like, I think finding well, Sure.
3: That's true. But there has to be, yeah, a I know. But
1: so finding another binder that would be complimentary to the French toast and syrup. I don't know.
2: I want to see an, I want to see an all binder casserole. It's very soupy. <laughs> it's just hot, I I it's soup. <laughs> hot, thick soup. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hot thick soup. It's, it's like you just made me a giant thing of hot barbecue sauce. When <laughs> <laughs> way dig it. You <laughs> said, "Oh, I don't need
3: any. I don't need any solids. I just wanted a binder. I wanted a I binder." I just wanted loaf. a big.
2: I just wanted a, a big hot bowl of barbecue sauce soup. And that's it, you
1: know? <laughs> barbecue oh. sauce best. All right,
2: <laughs> that'll do it for last week's feedback. It's time for
1: this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, earlier in the show, we were talking about the only thing that's on my mind right now for the next three and a half weeks. And that is uh, the hood to coast race. And it just got us thinking, uh, Jesse suggested, you know, one way, if I'm not ready to complete the race, uh, I could, uh, you know, have other ways to accomplish the task. So it got us thinking for this week's question of the week, we want to know if you were obligated to run 20 miles and were physically unable to do it, Mm-hmm. What would you do to complete the task because the people of South
2: Sudan need you to? I, I, exactly. I want to address the elephant in the room's morality. Here, okay. What if Rahab oh had decided not to tell one little white lie and instead let the spies get caught? We'd have a whole don't different don't Old this. Testament.
4: Ex- it's fine this. to do a little sin.
2: Listen,
3: listen. A little bit He's secular. He's
2: He's helping people of South Sudan for the greater good. He's cheating. Yes. Is that wrong? You make the yes. call. You make the call. What if Rahab, What if Rahab had told the truth, Annie? Have you thought about that? She I, lied. No, she lied. No. Is lying wrong? Not in that case. You're Sudan, such a preacher. I know. That's why Cameron is ethically able to wear this wheel suit. I rest my case. <laughs> wheel suit.
1: <laughs> so you have to go 20 miles. A lot of it is downhill, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. What would you do to accomplish the task? And wheel suit is off the table.
2: Hey, Cameron, you have to make sure that like, part of that cheating scheme is you rigging like which legs of it you're running. You have to have access to the map because you don't want to be on an uphill portion or you're going to be caught red handed because you're going to be dozing off comfortably <laughs> sleeping and rolling. All of a sudden you're rolling backwards towards the, the van. You know, you got to plan this out ahead of time. Oh, man. OK, well, hit us
1: up on Twitter at relevant podcast and you can post your longer schemes on the podcast episode page at relevant dot com. <laughs> Well, many thanks to Ethan Hawk for joining us. Make sure to go check out his film, First Reformed. It is out now, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's worth your time. Also, yeah. the new issue of Relevance is available now. If Leon Bridges is on the cover, Ethan Hawke's in it. There's an incredible content front to back. Go check it out. You can view it online at relevantmagazine.com or you can pick it up at newsstands uh, as well. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jesse Carey.
3: (laughs) And I'm Annie F. Towns.
1: We'll see you Friday when Derek Miner joins us. Don't miss it.
3: Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast.
2: guy in a wheel suit that's coming at us at at 70 miles
4: relevant
2: podcast network